top of my freeform renegades you are tuned into the freeform network thanks for joining us for another fun episode of freeform radio i'm your host noel with my co-host as always daniel yes sir over here chilling man it's uh getting chilly outside and i don't like it man i wish it would stay a little warmer <laughs> i hear you and andy it's all good andy we're here to tack your ears off and uh see what's going on yeah, well, like Daniel said, it's another beautiful day here in Chicago, a little crisp, a little cool, but wherever you listeners are, we hope you're sitting good, feeling good, and we're going to get started on this show today. So, uh, Daniel, I'm actually interested to see what you have to say about this. It looks like you started rewatching Lost, the classic show, man. Yeah, I, I actually heard a podcast talking about it, about... um. You know, just rewatching the first two seasons and they had already seen the entirety of the show and kind of just watching it, knowing some of the parts that are going to happen and how much better it is kind of seeing the little seeds that the show plants as far as the overall plot point. And so it got me interested and I'm like, you know what, man, let me go back and watch it. I got Hulu. Let me watch Lost. And I started watching it and uh, at first I was... I was okay. I was just like, yeah, this is okay. You know, I still remember why I liked it. And now the more and more it gets into the, the lunacy of it, I'm I'm starting to get like really deep in it. I'm, I'm almost done with season one and I'm about to start season two soon. And it, it's got its hooks into me, man, which I don't know, man, I'm watching so many things right now that I don't know if I can continue watching this with everything else that I'm watching, but yeah, it's 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 good rewatching it. You've seen it before, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I finished the whole show uh, maybe like five to ten years ago. Um, I I really liked it up till the very end. And, and I thought like it was more like the writers couldn't really realize how to finish it off. And they just right. kind of did a little quick thing. And it it wasn't like terrible. I didn't hate the ending, but I was just like, ah, you know, I thought it would have been different. But uh, ultimately, I still, you know, like the show and I, I like, you know, I don't regret watching it for at all. You know, did you ever see that, Andy? No, I mean, I knew people that watched it. Uh, there used to be a co-worker where we worked. He was I think when he jumped on Netflix, he got like really into it. But he, um, everything that I've read and heard, I mean, I watched an episode or two. I, it wasn't my shit, um, but I think it kind of peaked like. Maybe towards the end of uh, season two to three. Then after that, it was just like the knock wasn't it. They really didn't know how to end the show. Right. And then like the other thing, the others or something. Right. Something like that, that he would talk about. And I'm just like, Dude, I don't give a fuck. I don't I don't watch the shit. But that that's still the thing I know of it. This guy was really into it and he binge watched it all like on Netflix or something. Uh, but do you you do know of it? I mean, what what was one of the some of the reasonings why you didn't want to watch it or didn't watch it? What was it like the plane crash on a fucking island? Right, and people started speculating like they're fucking dreaming or they're uh, they're aliens. And I watched an episode. It was like back and forth from like before they got on the plane and stuff. It was just like I didn't like it. I just didn't okay. like it. It's not my the story wise. I, I, not that it was to me, it wasn't predictable. It was just like, like where the fuck is this gonna go? It kind of like with uh, Walking Dead. Like I got really into it, but after like 
seven, eight seasons, it's like, where the fuck is this going? It's just like the same shit's getting repeated. And I feel like that was kind of the formula with Lost. I know at the end they were trying to wrap it up, what I've read, and people complain about it. And I'm, I'm no spoilers. I didn't see it. But they felt like everything was just like, we got to wrap this shit up. And they didn't know how to wrap it up. Right, right. You, you know, to be honest, I, I watched it so long ago that I don't really even remember all the plot points towards the end. I remember, like, the first two seasons very well. But I think you're right. I think it probably peaked, like, around the third season or so. And then after that, it kind of was just more of the same or maybe more ridiculous to the point where it yeah. maybe lost some viewers. So I don't quite remember all the plot points. I do remember, like, these high points. Um but I don't know. I'll I'll see how long I, I watch it. I, I I would assume I'm gonna watch the whole thing, but you know, like I mentioned a week or so ago, a few weeks ago, Quantum Leap, I was trying to watch that. And so I'm trying to watch that and then I'm trying to watch a few other shows with Alana. So it's it's becoming a little much as far as how many <laughs> shows we're juggling at the same time. Like and winter hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's got it's hooks in me. It's really interesting. I, I remember all the little plot twists and oh yeah, there's Locke and then there's uh, this guy from Party of Five and it's just like it, it was cool jumping back in and, and seeing some of the things, knowing what's going to happen uh, in in the coming episodes. So, but right now it's holding up. No matter what is it, it's over ten years old. So it, it, like it's still holding up got you intrigued and you're like i got, i want to watch it but you know yeah. there's gonna be like a drop off right. i i, I, I kind of recall that but uh yeah for now i'm still watching I'll, I'll i would assume i'm gonna watch at least two three seasons maybe and then we'll see how it goes but um yeah man i i don't mind the flashback pulp fiction style thing where you see a little bit of the present and you flash back to the past i i kind of dig that just because it gives some contents content to what and why the character is the way he is and you see that oh the guy is really mean to people because his father abused him or you know he's uh really shyish because xyz happened in their past and so it just gives a lot of content to what and why the characters are the way they are so yeah we'll see if i keep watching it um something that i did finish andy was uh better call sal and i know you like using that as your upper upper line uh you know saw good man uh <laughs> there's a there's an episode where he that's the reason why he comes up spoilers with his uh last name uh saw goodman is that it's all good man and so he just chains it together and makes his name the character name saw goodman and it's a really cool show, man. I think this is probably one of the better spinoff episodes, you know, not like um, Three's Companies and then the Ropers kind of spinoff. This is this is a good. <laughs> wow, this what is a, a comparison. <laughs> this is a good spinoff. <laughs> From uh, Breaking Bad, it's, uh, better cross out to the comparison to Three's Company and the Ropers. Right, right. And Three's Companies had that after show, uh, Three's a Crowd or something. I don't, know, I don't know if you knew Oh, that. yeah, yeah. No, what is it? Where Did Jack you... got married and he runs a restaurant. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think it still had Three's Companies, a crowd, or yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, a crowd. Was it just Three's a crowd? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I, I don't. I remember it's just his, his wife, and his father-in-law 
Pickering or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. But then that that got kind of a little repetitive as well. <laughs> but yeah, better call sound, man. All you Breaking Bad fans out there, man, you got to watch this thing, man. This thing is is such a great show. I would even say pretty close to toppling Breaking Bad. That's how good this is. The really. Yeah, yeah, the character is just really strong. He's a Chicago native, so to me, it like makes it even better. So I, I, I really dug the show. I think they didn't overstay their welcome, maybe to like where Lost maybe kind of stretched it too long, and some some of these other shows go into like seven, eight seasons, and it's just way too long. This show is great size. I could probably even take one more season. That's how good it was, but um. If you didn't like the way Lost does their Back in the Future stuff, Better Call Saul does the same thing where they have these black and white montages where it shows things that happened in actually in the future. It's the opposite where the color stuff is in the past and the stuff that's happening in the present is the stuff in black and white. So really unique way of showing the film. Really cool season. Have Have you seen it, Noel, or are you interested in it? I've seen up to the last season, so the one that came out this year, like the second part or what, first and second parts, I have right. not seen yet. Okay. But up to that, I've seen, and uh, I'm actually I have it all ready to go. I just haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited, man. It, so, is the ending like really good? Was it well done? The ending to me left me satisfied. Where I'm like, okay, yes, I can see that being the ending. Uh, you always have illusions in your head of how you want these characters because you become so endeared with them and you're like man i i really even though he's a sneaky sly guy this uh sal goodman sister eddie yeah you still kind of feel like you know you want him to get you know you want him to come out the winner and i think the way the show ends is is definitely fitting and it it, it was it was good i liked it um have you seen have you seen it andy i don't I mean, yeah, I, I watched. I watched up to. Uh, I think I'm two seasons behind. Um, I have. I, it's on my watch list. And just uh, I want to watch it. And when I read this year, they're ending it. Uh, I was just like, I gotta catch up because it was. It was. But I remember it was a good show. Um, and uh, I like overall the characters were solid. So it was. Pretty, it was well written. I liked it. Liked it a lot. I just gotta catch up with it. You were mentioning something, Noel? No, yeah, it's just he, he's a flawed character, and I think he has, like, uh, bouts of redemption. And you could tell he's, like, just a solid he, – he's a good guy deep down, but he's surrounded by flawed, you know, character traits. So, like, you kind of root for him and trying to get him to become a better person, and he does in certain seasons. You see, like, you know, while he does some shady shit, at the end of the day, like, he, he's not a bad guy, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's perfect. He 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 does have that good person inside of him, but he always does it in a sneaky, conniving way that uh, that's funny and endearing at the same time. So great show, man, for people that liked Breaking Bad and maybe slept on uh, Camino, the movie and slept on this uh, Better Call Saul show. Did you Sasha. like the movie? I, I thought I, the movie wasn't. It wasn't bad, and uh, I, I they did what they could with the Pinkman character. I thought it was it was a decent movie. It was I wasn't disappointed with it. Yeah, I don't think it was great, uh, like the Better Call Saul TV show, 
but it was definitely serviceable and it was it was good i i enjoyed it um but yeah i haven't seen al camino in, in a while but i liked watching what happened afterwards because it does leave you guessing you know what happens after fades to black you know soprano style what's the ending after the ending but yeah man uh not too much else going on i beat far cry 6 uh the last far cry that just came out um it was a good far cry game it was more of far cry but better graphics better environments better everything and um it took place in like a fictional cuba and the main protagonist is actually from breaking bad and better call Saul. that's what i was gonna say (laughs) yeah the i don't remember his (laughs) yeah i don't remember his his actual actor name but uh, yeah isn't it gus or gus is the character he plays um yeah, Esposino, whatever, it plays. It looks just like him on the on the um, the video game, but he just doesn't have enough screen time, I would say, in the video game. So you see him there, you see his good acting, you see him as a character. He plays the character very well because he, you know, he's like the bad guy of of the game. But I, I just don't think he has enough screen time to show a really good presence. But um, I liked it, man. I liked the game. I hundred percent of everything that I can do in it. Um, there was like some uh, DLC stuff that I didn't touch um, and like some multiplayer stuff that I didn't do, but I, I did like it. I just don't know how much, how many more times Far Cry can do this uh, as far as this, you know, uh, cast a new bad guy and then just throw you into this world kind of thing. Uh, I got a feeling like it's going to start getting Assassin's Creed, problems where you just have too many of these in a row and you don't reinvent it enough so my guess is the next far cry is going to hopefully be a little bit different to keep the series uh fresh and keep fans engaged but yeah i'm not yeah yeah i like them i mean i've played uh i don't recall playing part one or two but i know part three for sure and all the way to six i've played them all uh, except the primal one that they had that like side where you're like a caveman kind of thing. I didn't beat that. I didn't play that one. That one but, sounds cool. You fight dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> um, I didn't play it. Um, I, I saw Ephraim played it. Now this is back, you know, whenever it came out five, 10 years ago. And I, I asked him and he said that he really dug it. Um, and it did get me intrigued, but every time I would see a trailer, I'm like, I don't know. It looks kind of slow. I don't know if I'm interested in just like jumping around the forest, hunting for dinosaurs and lizards and whatever else you have to do. So it, it, it didn't really call to me because it, it was it looked a little slow moving, especially didn't, without guns and stuff. Didn't they have a cartel one? Or am I thinking of a different game where you recommend on the PS3? Like there was like, was it Far Cry Cartel or was it a different franchise or a different game? That uh, ring a bell? For Far Cry, uh, no. The the one before this was the like David Koresh, where there's like um the compound or what the compound thing where yeah, he's yeah. kind of like the leader of his town and he you know he's a really evangelist. Uh, that har- one? I don't remember. But yeah, no, I can't remember any kind of cartel drug. I mean, this one definitely has a lot of drugs in it, just because uh, the whole premise is that this fictional Cuba has the cure to cancer and so everybody else in the world wants this cure so 
it's this guy really um, exploiting his uh, citizens to build this new drug so that they can sell it to the highest bidder uh, okay. around the world. But re- I'm really sorry, cool. Man. It is called Call, Call of Juarez, the Cartel. It's an Ubisoft game. Oh, okay. I think that's the one you recommend. That's why I'm like, because Ubisoft makes... Uh, Far Cry, right. Right, that's why. Okay. That's the one you recommend. I got it mixed up. But yeah, cool game. I liked it. Um, I don't know if I'm at like the end of like this style of game. They, they probably have to reinvent it a little bit for 7 or just have like a totally different um, location that kind of mixes the series up. But um, I enjoyed it. But why don't we get over to something that maybe people aren't enjoying, and that's the uh, Illinois governor's debate. Andy, fill us in, man. I see these commercials all the time, and these guys keep texting me. I don't know how they got my number, but they keep texting me to vote for them. So fill us in on your thoughts, man. Well, I, I didn't know. Um, like, I wish I could be binge-watching shows, but real life always gets my attention and they i don't know how much i mean we're in illinois chicagoland area people we had our our first of two governor debates i think it was thursday yeah did anybody even know about it i mean i didn't know about it until i was like on twitter and someone was talking about it yeah i did we did uh me and alana were watching the news and we heard about it um but unfortunately we didn't tune in so it wasn't until the next day that i saw some of the highlights yeah, I saw it on YouTube uh, next Friday morning. I watched, I took an hour of my time with some coffee, and I'm like, and like, well, the, the gist of it is the states, uh, they basically just kept calling each other liars. Right. And um, uh, Pritzker, I felt, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Pritzker, I'm going to give him his props. He handled the COVID somewhat decent and he got a lot of money. He did pay a lot of shit off, but it's still the budget's still out of whack and he did raise taxes and all that. But it, it's um the, the guy that he just kept saying the same things. Crime like crime is a big problem here in Illinois right now. Uh, taxes are property taxes because I don't know how much you know this. I mean, people own homes. 60% of your property taxes fund schools. And I think the rest is like pensions and other shit and like uh, police shit. And then the third is uh, the the abortion stuff. But I think uh, the, the guy running against Prisker Bailey kind of conceded like there's nothing I could do on abortion. It It is what it is. Um, but I felt like uh, I felt like. Bailey won. I mean, because Prisker, they asked him some direct questions and he didn't really answer them. I mean, I don't know if you saw that then. They asked him, are you going to run for president or be? He didn't. He didn't say no. He just says, my plan is to my plan is to be working here as governor. Like, that's his plan. (laughs) Like, that that was no commitment. you know. And Bailey's like, this guy's going to run. Like, dude, this guy's going to leave us and leave us this mess. And um, just what's going on in Chicago, Chicagoland. We all seen the, 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 the commercials. They're scaring us with uh, the, the, the crime. Then that, uh, that new law that passed or whatever, the, sa- the legislation, the Safety Act, 
that Pritzker kind of backtracked on it. He does now admit they're, they're going to go look at it. And maybe they need to change some language and some other stuff exactly what to see. Because what uh, Bailey said, uh, the state attorneys for the counties, there's 102 counties, 100 of them signed this thing saying, like, this is fucked up. We, we got to repeal this or change it or something. Right. Well, it, it actually, it's been passed, but it takes effect uh, the beginning of next In January. Year. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they, that's why they're saying they're, they want to repeal it. And everybody's worried what's going to happen in the New Year's Day. You had some sheriffs come out and say, like, our hands are kind of tied. And, and and Prisker, like I said, he admitted there was some issues uh, with the verbiage. And they want he wants to work with the legislation. He, I like how he puts the legis, the, the, the state assembly is like, we got to work with them to do all this shit. And, um, but that, that's the big three right now. And the other thing is people are leaving Illinois and he, he, he just says that he did, uh, he created all this stuff and spent money and, and he spent money on, um, on like programs and stuff. And, uh, but today, today I don't know if you noticed, they broke news that Tyson is leaving. Their their corporate op offices here are leaving. They're going back to Arkansas. Uh, they're in Downridge Grove, and that's like taking all these high paying jobs with them. And uh, one of the reasons they claim is not like a business friendly environment. The two is that they're scared about worker safe, safe safety when they go into the city of Chicago. Right, right. No, man, I. You know, I don't know if people are secret Pritzker fans, but I've been seeing a lot more Bailey signs as I drive around. Now, granted, I drive, I live in Lake County, so uh, there are a lot of Republicans out here. But even uh, just as, as soon as yesterday when I drove back to the neighborhood uh, visiting some family, I saw a bunch of Bailey signs, and I didn't quite see almost any Pritzker fans signs. So I don't know. Maybe Bailey does have a chance. I didn't think so. I was just like, Pritzker's got this. There's no way well, the, the, Republicans going to win here. I think Pritzker's got it probably hands down. The big, uh, the big uh, polls say he has like a ten point lead, and I've read other polls say he's not. He's closed it down to five. So I think he got a big chunk of the state. The problem is he needs to get Cook County. I don't know how successful that's going to be because he did run into some issues with the union, um, uh, the, the union issues that, you know, because of the, all the government jobs and Cook County is like a big union county and then parts of the, uh, like DuPage and all that. And I don't think he, it all matters how well he does there. But uh, I don't know. I like uh, some of the stuff that was coming out of there, I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but I mean, I don't know what else to take it because it is, it's an expensive uh, state. It's not business friendly. Um, we're taxed a lot of, on a lot of items that other states don't get taxed on. And then uh, I think uh, Bailey mentioned something every, uh, so every gallon, I think something like 30, I believe he said 34 cents is, a state tax on uh, one gallon. <laughs> so that's, to me, it's like a shitload. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I'm trying to see. I know the elections are coming up. I don't know. I got to see. I'm not really convinced on Bailey, but I mean, the other thing is Pritzker. It's like the double, you know, you know, and I don't know what, what we're to lean to. Hey, did you guys get a, a tax credit recently? 
check. Nah, man, I'm rich. I I did see something uh, come in the mail as far as a state uh, credit that's coming, depending on how many dependents and this and that. So yeah. I did see something in the mail. Yeah, I got a postcard, right? They're like, we're, right. we're you, you, you're going to get a credit. So I don't know if that's like a tax credit and like a check's coming. I did hear other people where I work say they are getting, they got direct deposits. Like, uh, of like 300 bucks. Recently. Yeah, I got yeah. a check recently. So I was curious. I'm like, is anybody else getting this? I asked around, no one else. I'm like, what the fuck? But I I'm a one percenter, man. And uh, oh, good for you, man. <laughs> and uh, Pritzker said that, yeah, or I guess Pritzker passed something where they're giving credits out 50 to single filers, 100 to joint filers, and all the other stuff, like you said, dependents and all that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same thing as the postcard that Andy's mentioning. Um, I haven't looked into my account, so maybe it sneaked deposited on there, and I, I haven't really noticed it. I'm but st- I'm still waiting on my Facebook check from that fucking bullshit. I fucking I'm part of this lawsuit on the my old mortgage company. I'm waiting for a check from them. Waiting as check from Biden and Pritzker, and so they're handing out money right and left. That's how you know Democrats are in power. So, uh, but yeah, I ain't getting shit. That that means I'm fucking rich, I guess. Damn right, Andy, you're rich. Help me out, damn shit, man. <laughs> After this disappointing White Sox season, man, what the fuck? So yeah, Larusa <laughs> stepped down. It was like really wasn't in the news because people are like, "Fuck this guy." I know he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he kind of just messed up this whole season. Um, and now baseball postseason started, and it's uh. Just going back to the White Sox, I remember we I think we did a, an episode or two where I talked about big expectations for the White Sox after last year and this year just they couldn't fucking string anything together. They got injured. The manager was kind of fucking up. He couldn't manage the pitching. Um it's just a long fucking season. I remember calling in June, uh, talking to people at work they should fire Lolusa. And uh the guy had to step away. I don't think they, they wanted to fire him, but it's just a long, disappointing season. And I think your, uh, Abreu is going to leave. I think he's a free agent, so he's going to get paid. He's probably going to go to the fucking Yankees or something or the Angels. And then uh, then let's see what the fuck they're going to do, how they're going to rebuild this team, or they're going to just fucking just start trading everybody away and restart again. Uh, that's... I think they have a couple of a core people here, but I'm starting to notice some of their core players get fucking injury prone. Eloy, Tim Anderson, Mancada. Right. Um, and then their pitching's always been like, you hope to get three quality starters, which I think they do. It's just they had a couple, two, three other ones or two other ones get Herb Hendricks and all that. And it's just, I don't know. I, th- I think the injury bug got them. And that's, uh, and it's always the same players that get fucking hurt. Yeah, I'm kind of sad to see Abreu leave. I think uh, he's done, yeah. Right. I'm not by choice because I think he wants to stay with the Sox, but I, I think with um, uh, with so many players that they have that are injury-prone, they're probably going to want to shift them into first base or into DH. And so that just means you, you can't carry four or five players that can't service on the field and that are DH or can, can only do first base because they're injury prone. So somebody's got to be out. And unfortunately, I, I think it's going to bra- be a brave, but yeah, 
He's yeah, a, I like him. I, I I was hoping he was going to stick around. He's a free agent, so he's going to get shopped around, and I'm sure he's going to get some big fucking offers because he's a power hitter. You know, he's good for uh, 30 home runs plus a year, 100 RBIs. He gets on base. If you put him in both leagues, have a DH now. So I just I, I think he's going to get like a. I don't think he'll get a 10-year deal, but he might get a 7-year deal where it's like close to the maybe 20 million plus a year, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, he's going to get fucking paid and the Sox thing and fucking pay him. They're, they got the one year of arbitration out of him. They agreed to a number. And I think his time, his nine years or whatever, when once you get him, when you bring him up in the minors, you own him from that amount. I mean, he's done. He's going to get fucking paid. And everybody knows that just... I don't think they're going to offer them big money. And if they do offer big money, they usually don't offer them to their guys. They they go and shop around and um, and get their own players, you know? Right, for sure. But, yeah, it's a disappointing season on both sides of the town. And uh, I don't know, man. I They got to focus on getting a manager. I don't like their GM, Ricky Hunt. Fuck him. He sucks this year. And uh, they just need to, to, to fucking get this shit on the... Just come up with a game plan. I don't know. I think they're they do what they always do. They get these veteran players and they mix in a couple of young guys and then they do something and then everybody gets excited and then they fucking they fuck up when it gets cl- close to the end of the season uh, to do something. And they had a shot at the end of the year against fucking Cleveland, the the Indians, and they fucked that all that up. They they just couldn't close. Even the interim managers like these guys didn't come to play today. Like it's embarrassing at what they. How they played up there. That's the interim manager. So there there was something going on. I don't know if it was uh who was the culprit for all that in that locker room. Yeah, it's almost like they gave up the the last month here and they, they didn't really have a lot of heart. I don't know if they just saw the writing in the wall. There was too much change going on. Uh I know Tim Anderson is a big part of that clubhouse with him being out. I don't know if it just kind of fell apart. That's the time I like Tim Anderson, but the problem with him he's not a problem. He's super vocal, but he gets fucking. In- he's been injured like every fucking year. So yeah, that guy's gonna be like that forever now. I I, I I'm fortunately I agree with you. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but he's um, he's just fucking. He's he's been injury prone for the last three years, and he's been a lot of hype around him. And he's delivered a couple years. It's just he's gotten hurt. So um. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, let us know what you guys think at ffnquestions at gmail.com. If you think uh, uh, if you had some disappointment with your baseball team this year or the White Sox, your thought on the White Sox or even the Cubs. I mean, there's nobody, no Cub fans here. And like, I don't know why there would be Cub fans. They suck. But, you know, let us know what you guys think about them. But um, that's enough for me. Enough uh, sports talk here and gubernatorial stuff. Let's go to Noel here. I see you purchased a big piece of physical media. I like I like what I'm seeing here, Noel, because uh, you know my thoughts on streaming is recorded on uh, a bunch of episodes on our on our uh, podcast here. What did you end up buying? Uh, I see it says collection here, Blu-ray. So things are uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's pretty heavy. The franchise I think that you purchased. Yeah, man. So um, you know Halloween's right around the corner, and I'm just like uh, right now. There's a lot of sales for all the horror stuff. And uh, my cousin, I, I was talking with him this weekend, and he was telling me about this collection, Friday the 13th, 
the full series. It's like 10 plus movies. Uh, and some of them are 4K remasters. Some of them are 2K remasters. And uh, it's made by this company called uh, Shout Factory. And I didn't know much. Uh, I'm not a big... I used to be a physical media guy back in the DVD era. Uh, I want to say early 2000s. And then when Blu-rays came out, I was like, I have to buy everything again. I'm like, fuck this. And then now 4K's out, and it's like, I have to buy everything again. It's like, nah, dude. But uh, the thing is, I have a special place in my heart for Friday the 13th. Uh, growing up, uh, I have three older brothers, so they all showed me movies, you know, that, that they would like. And I would, I, you know, I would watch them with them, and including the horror movies we had on the Sony Betamax back in the 80s. You. So Friday the 13th, man, that was one of the first <laughs> horror movies I got exposed to. And I uh, got to see my first teddies. And uh, it, was, it was a great time to, to be alive and watch all these horror movies. So because the Shout Factory version, uh, there's a few distributors, it looks like. I don't know all the info. Uh, I'll, I'll you know defer to Andy for all the info on that stuff. But supposedly the Shout Factory release is like a specific release that's like as a certain... Like uh, the way they remaster it in a certain way, and it it comes with a certain type of box set that's like it has like a collector's like look to it, and it, it just uh, it has a unique feel. It's a limited print, and once it's done, once they sell out, they're not gonna reprint it. And so, I've seen some of these collections, like for Halloween, for example, uh, one of the limited prints that are sold out. You can't get it anymore. You could only buy it on like eBay or or somebody is reselling it. They sell for up to $500 now, some copies. And if it's opened and used, they still sell for like $250. So this uh, collection I got, I actually got it at half price because uh, there there's a sale right now uh, at Shout Factory as well as Amazon. And so I actually bought it on Amazon because uh, I have one of their cards. So it was like I get credit and all that shit. So it was, it was good. And... Um, yeah, I think it's it's gonna be a good a good purchase. I mean, literally, it's I already doubled my money because I bought it half price. So, you know, the day after the sale, it was the last day of the sale. So now it's already worth double what I paid for it. And then in the future, the value is only gonna go up. So, this is my first start into the physical media again. Wow, wow. So, if you don't mind me asking, how much was this collector set? Because I was somewhat curious as to buying the Friday 13 because I am a Friday 13 even though it gets kind of cheesy yeah. uh some of the uh movies there but I was always a big fan of those slasher movies even the Halloween's Michael Myers but uh, maybe not as much um I was I was close to buying a blu-ray set once but man it was just too much and I was just like I I'm, I'm not gonna spend a hundred and change to get the entire collection but yeah how, how much this thing set you back all right, so normally it's 160, and if it was 160, I wouldn't have done it. Like I, I just don't, I, I love it, but I'm, I'm not gonna spend 160 on, on physical media when I could get it, you know, half price digitally. But because it was half price, because it's a limited release, uh, it was 80 dollars uh, on sale for the whole collection. And like I said, some of them are 4K remasters, so. You know, even if I do get the digital version, it's not going to be the same to me as the official release, you know, in 4K on, on a physical media. So uh, $80 for the whole collection. Uh, and like I said, it was half off. The next day, if you were to buy it, it'd be 160 So I literally, you know, I'm already, if I wanted to sell it, I could already make more money, you know, double my money up. 
Yeah, the mo- the, the set's loaded with uh, like a bunch of extras. But it looks like uh, the first two, three, four. The first five Friday the 13th are 4K scans from the original camera negative. And some mm-hmm. of them have different endings. Right. Um, and then they have the other ones uh, are just like remastered. Uh, uh, just they remastered them for 4K. And then... Uh, the one that intrigues me the most is, yeah, let me watch is Jason X. The one where he goes to space, right? Heck yeah, man. It, goes, uh, it has uh, a, a couple docs by any means necessary, the making of Jason X. And it has an uh, electronic press kit, some TV spots, and some other stuff. And then they got Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, it's loaded with the extras. Um uh, so and then they have a three. One of them is a three D. So they even said they did both two D and three D got remastered. So I don't know which one it is. I saw something here three D mat remastered too. They go uh, Jason uh, part three four four. Was it four? Friday the thirteenth. I'm sorry. Uh, Friday the thirteenth part three. Yeah, three is the three D one. It has Blu-ray three D version of the film, uh, and then it has uh, they remastered both that and the two D. So that uh, it's a fully load. I'm on the shout factory. They they put a lot of work into it. Even the box around it looks pretty sweet. So I heard it's one of the better releases because there's multiple distributors. But I heard the shout factory is like known for being like just really high quality. Yeah, shout is known for uh, I can be talk a little bit cult stuff, and they do really high end stuff sometimes uh, on special collections. Like they remastered like Star Wars and G.I. Joe, the, they have their little thing and then uh, some of the other stuff and like uh, uh, some obscure stuff. They're they're pretty good on that. Mm. The, do you know if they remastered the uh, Dukes of Hazard collection, man? I'm looking for that season collection kit. I don't see Dukes of Hazard. If you see anything, do the ha- Dukes of Hazard buy it before the becomes a completely unavailable because it's gonna get canceled out man right man seriously they they're they're gonna just because of the the general lee i mean right the general lee and the confederate flag yeah they're not make they're not gonna make anything new with that shit anymore no yeah no i i was kind of like um uh looking for some dukes of hazard things a few months ago just because uh the whole general lee and i had heard the generally or not the generally but the um the theme song to dukes of hazard on the radio and i was just like oh man i'm like man that was such a great tv show too bad that you know because of the confederate flag on the on the car now they they can't play even though to me the show never represented anything racist or anything like that it wasn't like all in the family where it was like blatantly you could see racist themes in there but yeah man it's too bad yeah, the 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 Dukes of Hazards, like you said. Uh, I mean, when it's all said and done, it was a family show. So uh, the first season, I think, was kind of like for adults, but then they did they found that a lot of kids were watching it, so they changed it up. It's just a fucking car jumping over shit, getting chased by the police, and doing just dumb stuff. I mean, but overall, it was a very entertaining show, and um, I think there is a box DVD set. I just don't. I don't think it's like remastered or anything like that. 
Yeah, I went to Blu-ray.com. Supposedly, that's like a database for all Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything but the newest, the, the 2005 release. Yeah, the movies themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. Warner Brothers owns all that, or Discovery now, whatever. I don't think they're ever gonna put money into remastering. Like you know, real quick, Star Trek. I think Next Generations got remastered. The originals gotten remastered. Uh, people are trying to get Deep Deep Space Nine remastered and all the shows afterward. I think Enterprise was shot in HD. Um, that's like a big thing, and Paramount said they're not going to do that. So there's not enough people that like the shows for Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But they'll do all the movies and shit and all the, everything else. I guess it just has to rely on like fan releases maybe. Yeah, they've uh, there's a they, they did a documentary about it and they upgraded some of the episodes and it looks pretty sweet. But uh, they're like Paramount is not. They told us flat out they're not gonna do it. So unless we show them some other stuff where there's a bigger demand than what what currently there is. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, going back to the Shout Factory. Uh, so yeah, I, I got that just recently. Uh, I have to wait for it though. It's not a. It's, not, it's gonna be like probably two weeks till I get it. But uh. So that, that's it for Friday 13th. Uh, actually, keeping on the track of uh, movies, I just saw uh, Bullet Train. It, it's uh, with Brad Pitt. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's, it's kind of like a uh, action comedy. Um, more on the action, but it does have comedic moments in it. It's a little bit like over-the-top action. Uh, have you guys heard of it at all? Yeah, I saw a trailer for it, and it actually looked um exciting i i wanted to watch it but since i've been watching so much tv show i i haven't really had a chance to sneak it in there but yeah <laughs> but yeah it looked exciting and cool man I, i'm gonna have to check it out did you like it yeah I, I actually really enjoyed it man uh it was one of those movies where it's like a popcorn movie you know you just you're, you're sitting back and you're just enjoying a good funny action movie you know and uh brad pitt carried it for sure uh there, there are some good actors in it right but it's just uh I think Brad Pitt, he's like the main character in it, so he, he kind of carried the whole movie. Uh, it has some famous actors, though. Uh, it has uh, the guy that played Scorpion in the newest Mortal Kombat. Uh, he's also in Lost. Um, okay. Yeah, he is the Japanese guy. He was in Last Samurai. He, he's been in a few movies, right? Uh, he, he's one of the main characters as well. Towards the end, you'll see him. Um, but it has a good balance of uh, action and comedy, and there is a story to it. Um, it's not just, you know, action without, like, reason. But uh, it does go over the top for sure. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. And uh, there's a scene with with this freaking snake. And I'm like, is this like a reference to snakes on a plane? Because now we got a snake <laughs> on a train. <laughs> but it, it was super hilarious, man. Uh, like I said, a lot of famous actors, a good ensemble. Uh, it's it's probably about almost two hours long, so but, but it ended you know on a good note, and um, I, I do recommend it. I don't want to give any spoilers. I don't want to go into detail, but it's it's about essentially just to kind of summarize it, a high level like uh, mercenary, I guess you could say. He's kind of like he's either an assassin or he's uh you know he steals something for you or whatever. He's kind of a, a guy for hire. That's that's who Brad Pitt plays. He's covering for somebody else that's sick. So somebody's on a mission, but they're sick. So they get uh, Brad Pitt to replace them. And so last minute he comes on this train. 
he he had, his mission is to get this briefcase and take it off the train. And initially, he finds the briefcase super quick, but uh, <laughs> getting off the train is is a mission and a half. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's worth watching. A lot of stuff happens. It's a massacre, man. It's, it's bloody, but it's funny. It's it's everything you need for a good popcorn flick to pass a couple hours, you know? Nice, nice. Does the whole movie take place on this train? Uh, like 90, 99% of it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's some scenes where they're out, not on the train, but yeah, mo- the majority of it's going to be on the train, and it, it sets it up really well, because it's a really long, luxurious train. It's like a bullet train, obviously, the name of the movie. Uh, so oh, that's the name of the train too, bullet train. Yeah. I, I never heard that phrase. It, it's in Japan. It takes place in Japan, and they they're known okay. for having like really fast trains. Like it's you know faster than most transportation out there. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool, and uh, <laughs> it's a, you're gonna notice a lot of characters, a lot of people you're gonna recognize, and uh, a lot of funny moments, uh, a lot of action. And it's, uh, Angelina Jolene, she she's in there. No, no, she's not in there. Uh, there's the the guy from Kickass. Remember the when he was young or Quicksilver from. Uh, oh right, he's right, in, yeah. He's in it. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is his name. Uh, the guy from Eternals is a uh, British, but uh, I can't remember his actor's name. He's relatively new in the Hollywood, I guess. You know, up and coming. Cool. Uh, Joey King. She was in horror movies and stuff like that. You might know her. Uh, the girl from The Boys. Uh, Japanese woman from The Boys. She's in it. Um, you got at the end, Sandra Bullock is in it. Ryan Reynolds is in it. It's got a lot of people that you're gonna recognize, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna like it if you guys give it a chance. And uh, one last thing, just to say, uh, since we're getting around here to uh, Halloween, uh, the new Hellraiser came out 2022. Uh, they replaced Pinhead. Uh, they made it a, a female. Boo. You know, I I thought it might be a hit or miss. But man, surprisingly, it worked out really well. Really? It really okay. worked out well. Uh, I think you should give it a chance. It's a two-hour movie, too. Surprisingly, it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. But uh, the character itself worked out well. It, it doesn't sound like a female high pitch. It sounds like a demonic voice. So to me, that that was it was acceptable. You know, I was like, okay, she still seems creepy as shit. And uh, I mean... I thought it was going to be a TV show. It's a movie, you said? I thought it was like on Hulu, right? Is it right. like a Hulu thing? Yeah, yeah. If you have Hulu, you can watch it. It's, uh, the 4K is on there. Okay. In HDR. Uh, yeah, so it's a two-hour movie. Uh, obviously, you know, bloody, gory. Um, it is kind of cheesy. I think overall, I would give it like a 6 out of 10, 6.5 in there somewhere. Out of ten, because I like horror, right? And I, I the Hellraiser franchise is like, it, it's right up there with Friday Thirteenth for me. I grew up with it, and so I, I really like that series. I was initially disappointed they were replacing Pinhead, but honestly, after actually giving it a chance and watching it, uh, it, it really doesn't change too much. Uh, she's just as creepy as the original Pinhead, and uh, her voice, like I said, is a demonic, deep voice. So it's it's sound and. They do kind of go more into the like sadistic, like masochist type stuff, which is like what Hellraiser is known for being. You're so, watching a well. Sadocast, man. Sadocast is that? Is that the new? Is that the new Dahmer movie or what? With a miniseries? Or what? 
Oh shit! I heard about that. I want to watch it, man. I heard it's a. I thought it was gonna be a documentary, so that's why I was like, ah, I don't really give a fuck about documentary. I just know it created a new meme or something. Like we're gonna watch this, then you can leave, and people are putting all this crazy shit on there. Yeah. Like some stuff to brutally watch, you know. Yeah, I heard a lot of people are like getting too into it, you know. Like some kids want to dress up as Dahmer for Halloween. I'm like, oh man, that's like crossing the line. I think, dude like glorifying this guy now it's like i don't know about that but but getting back to hellraiser obviously dan you 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 like hellraiser and all like that i don't know you guys like we're all of that into uh our flicks real quick you know that's my shit dude i I know yeah you mentioned a little bit earlier danny i didn't know that was your your thing man well i i watched the new the original hellraisers and you know i wasn't really planning to watch this one but just to hear that another movie got taken over uh, where they're recasting the main character, you know, like Black Panther is a chick now. And it's just like, man, it's like invent your own characters, make your own hell, hell uh, infinity. And it's a female character and it's got a bunch of pins coming out of their head. Invent your own shit, man. Leave the the natural, the way the, the not the natural, but the original premise of these movies alone well, when, you're, when you're yeah. remaking it. Now, I'm glad to hear that it's working. So, you know, maybe that leans credence to not all movies or, or TV themes that are recast with female characters uh, in male leads are terrible. So maybe this is kind of against that. But typically fans don't gravitate to stuff like that they're they want the original recast or redone with that same um theme and premise as the original yeah so like um i heard somewhere originally it was supposed to be a female character anyway um in the original series that they made it pinhead like the, the male character but then uh when i heard about them like well you know let me give it a chance you know maybe it'll be good um and the the character the actress that plays pinhead uh was called the priest right pinhead is considered the character's name is the priest uh i think it's jamie clayton uh but i think she was born uh, a biological male transition into a woman so it's kind of like wait what like she the original or right now in this new movie uh uh so the the actress that plays the new movie the hellraiser 2022 she was originally born a biological male, so she has XY chromosomes, but she identifies as a woman, and her name is Jamie Clayton. Uh, the actress, so she, not the not the pinhead. Right, the actress. Yeah, okay, pinhead. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, so it's not the pinhead lore that this yeah. that this girl used to be a man. No, You're talking yeah. about the actress's yeah, the actress journey. Was, was, yeah, journeyed into becoming a woman. Okay. And and got the surgeries, all that stuff. But but aside from all that, uh, into going back to Hellraiser and the lore, uh, supposedly there it was supposed to be like a woman because they they don't really have sex organs. Uh, the the Cenobites, so Pinhead and all the other Cenobites, they they don't have their sex organs anymore. They they're it's it's almost like they got rid of them so that they wouldn't feel pleasure because the only pleasure they can feel is through pain. Mm. Just like. They try to reach new levels of pain, and that's their pleasure, is reaching the next level of pain. 
so maybe it does it does work in this universe then yeah I gave it a chance. I want to say it was worth it. I, I was not disappointed. Obviously, it's it's a horror movie. It's it it has moments where you're, it's not like cheesy, but it has moments where I'm like these actors, like the the people, the characters, not the actors themselves. The characters make like foolish decisions, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I guess you got to do it because otherwise, how is this gonna move forward? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it. Especially right now around Halloween, if you're looking for something to watch, definitely watch the new Hellraiser. And uh, speaking of Halloween, it kind of leads us to our article of the week. All right, so we got this article here. It comes from Botanica.com. It's a really simple article. Just wanted to have some light harder for you guys. Uh, even though it is the, uh, the month of Halloween, I figure, you know, this is an easy one to get into. And the article is titled, Why Do We Celebrate Halloween? Uh, it's a short one, so I'm going to just kind of go through it quickly here, read it fast. Uh, Halloween has been around for more than a thousand years. Originally a religious observance, it became increasingly secular over the centuries until its religious trappings all but disappeared. Today, Halloween is considered a holiday for dress-up, fun, and especially for children. Halloween's origins can be traced back to ancient Celtic festival known as Samhain, originally held on November 1st in contemporary calendars. It was believed that on the day, the souls of the dead returned to their homes, so people dressed in costumes and lit bonfires to ward off the spirits. Uh, in this way, popular Halloween tropes such as witches, ghosts, and goblins became associated with the holiday. Around the 7th century CE, Pope Boniface IV created All Saints Day, and that's originally celebrated on May 13th. But then uh, one century later, in the 8th century CE, Pope Gregory III moved the holiday to November 1st, kind of as a, re a substitute or replacement for the original pagan festival of Samhain. So the day before the saintly celebration, before November 1st, the 31st, is known as All Hallows' Eve or Halloween. And so originally started in the areas of Ireland, United Kingdom, and France, it quickly spread across the world. Uh, the first American colonies in New England, they were forbidden to celebrate it, obviously, because the Puritans and the uh, all the religious stuff going on there. But it was celebrated in the South. By the like the 1800s, there was uh, a marking of the seasonal festival or the, the harvest, and they had festivals and stuff like that. Uh, incorporated Halloween elements, Irish immigrants uh, escaping from Ireland and escaping because of the famine brought a lot of the traditions to the U.S. that still remain here to this day. Uh, the custom of trick-or-treating or children dressing up in costume and getting treats from neighbors became popular in the United States during the 1900s as the Irish and Scottish communities that came from uh, the old world came to the new world and they brought with them the custom of guising. So a person would dress in costume, uh, maybe tell a joke or recite a poem or perform some kind of trick in exchange for fruit or something else. And by the 1950s, Trick-or-treating kind of became more about uh, for kids and trading for candy, and it kind of became uh, a popular thing around Halloween. So today, Halloween is actually one of the biggest holidays for candy, and it exceeds $2.5 billion annually. So knowing about Halloween and knowing what it means to, uh, to a lot of Americans, I kind of want to just go around and see what does Halloween mean to you guys? Yeah, to me, man, I, I really enjoy this time of the season. Um, maybe not as much as I used to, just because Junior is getting older. 
but um, even before that, I, like we mentioned during the episode, I've always been uh, a horror fan. But it amplified when uh, I had Junior. He was into trick or treating. We would go out, haunted houses, dress up, going and doing stuff like that. It, it was exciting. Uh, now he's becoming a teenager, and now it's not as fun. He's he's not even trick or treating this year, so um, it it's kind of changed now. Where I'm just gonna be the guy passing out the candy, uh, waiting for some guy to knock on my door, some kid. <laughs> like some guy just waiting to hand out candy. Uh-huh. Um, growing up, yeah, when you're a kid, it's awesome. Uh, just do stupid shit, egg people, go get candy. Uh, can't house that mul- good candy. You hit them up multiple times. Um, but as you get older, yeah, it just, it lo- I don't want to say it loses its luster, but yeah, I- I'm not, I mean, Halloween was cool, but I was never like really into it. I mean, unless you have kids, I got a kid now, so maybe not this year, but next year, we'll see how it goes. He'll be about one and a half years old, so we'll see how that goes. And then um, just go from there. But overall, I mean, when you're a kid, it's awesome. As you get older, it's just like it's something you gotta do to hand out the candy, like Danny says. And like the debate is, do I just put a big bowl of fucking candy out in the stoop, or just do I let them fucking ring the doorbell? Like, which house are you gonna be, or the house that hands out pennies and pencils and shit? Yeah, to me, uh, it, if you hand out pencils, you're you're not the cool house, man. You're. <laughs> You have the right to get egged. Yeah, get egged or get your house toilet paper. TP, yeah. yeah. Well, you either but, get a good treat or you get tricked, man. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. Uh, I used to think uh, trick or treating, it's like a big American thing, but I, I guess from the, the, the reference you sent from Britannica, uh, it's big in like. Uh, England and like uh, Ireland and all that, they do it too. They're pretty into it, and because I used to think it was just like an American thing, but they're pretty into it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I never really understood why we do it. I know you read all that stuff to to this day, but because you know people are into like skeletons and witches and shit, like uh, this makes no sense to me. As a kid, I'm like, I don't know what the hell we're celebrating here. I just not get candy. <laughs> Right, like that's you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it, it does have like a horror element to it, but it, it kind of morphed into like everything else. Like you, people dress up as Buzz Lightyear, Power Rangers, all sorts of stuff. So it's not just the horror stuff. But uh, I think as I got older, I it morphed into the horror stuff for me. Uh, and I, I dressed up as like Jason. I dressed up as like a zombie or a demon, like stuff like that. You know, so it. It got as I got older. I think it got cooler for me, and I think Daniel with uh, with Junior getting older, it, it should evolve into something different, something maybe even better. Uh, I think sometimes we get stuck in like the past and the old memories, and, and we're not like receptive to change. But that doesn't mean change is gonna be bad. It could be really good. So maybe now he can start watching those horror movies with you. You can have a couple cocktails and just sit down and watch a couple good horror movies with him now that he's older. Yeah, I I I probably would, but I try not to watch too much horror stuff with him because it, he it, I think at the end of the night it'll end up with him sleeping in our bed and and I'd rather have him sleep hey. in his own bed and not get freaked out. So now that I have a 
a son, I'd be watching my ghost stories or paranormal stuff, YouTube videos, and he's like sleeping in his uh, in his thing in the couch, and I'm just like, should I be like, I'm a, I'm like a little paranoid, like I don't even want him hearing half of this shit that I'm watching, <laughs> so because like, what happens if like some entity gets stuck on him and shit, and, like, and he's not baptized i'm like becomes the next jeffrey dahmer or something some like that? shit like that right. that's why like i'm watching like the ghost stories or demon possessions like uh because on discovery plus there's all sorts of stuff on paranormal and like i just i can binge watch that shit and all day but i'm like now that he's there like in the living room in the couch next to me i'm like yeah i don't want to hear him even hearing any of this shit right now <laughs> so i just like go back to watching uh other stupid shit Hey, is Ghost Adventures still a thing? I was trying to watch yeah. an episode on yes. whatever they're on, Hulu or I forget. They're what. on Discovery Plus. Yeah, I forget. They're they're on another or at least uh, Sling. Travel Channel. I, they're on Sling right now, too. So yeah. I, I was watching like the la- latest episode and I don't know, man. It didn't seem the same as when well, I remember watching it so many like, times. Yeah. eight years ago or whatever. Like, oh shit you hear that they go they get some audio right so and, and like i said it's it was cool but i mean it's the same they've been doing that same formatted show like it keeps you intrigued but there's like they catch a couple things here and there and like then you're like i'm done he did a movie where he goes to this house in um in indiana the zach baggins guy or whatever and that that fucking movie it's a documentary that one was fucking freaky, man. I, I recommend that one. Um, he does record some fucked up shit. And he has like, I think he had the house demolished at the end. He bought it because uh, people were getting all screwed up in there. And people were getting possessed. You know, if you, if you want something to watch uh, on YouTube, I recommend this guy's channel, Casper Sight. He's mm-hmm. a British guy. He reacts to other people's channels as well. And he reacts to like ghost videos. Um, either random like ghost videos that are filmed on like security cameras or on uh the ring camera stuff like that or he'll react to other people ghost hunting and some people have like uh like i don't know if you heard of urbex explorers uh they mm-hmm. explorations in like abandoned places yeah they'll, they'll have experiences and shit so he'll react to all that but his reactions are hilarious because we're still watching the main content which is kind of creeping kind of scary but seeing him react and get scared is so funny, dude. And it's like it's like watching it with a buddy, you know. So it's it's one of those things. Uh, I recommend his cha- channels. A little shout out to Casper Sight. Uh, he's, nice. he's a good guy and a good channel. That I think. Yeah, like. I watch a lot of the people paranormal investigators in uh, in Mexico. Yeah. And like to me, those are a little bit more real because they yeah. get fucking spooked for real, or like they they record some fucked up shit. The and they and then they go into like cemeteries and you like you see shit moving around I'm like fuck that <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, like I'm not going out. Shit. yeah do they yeah they see some messed up shit and then they get spooked and uh, they run out of there and stuff or um but yeah it's I feel like that's a little bit more uh I want to say real I don't know how this can be fake now everything's so fucking digitally enhanced so, but yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody likes what they like, but uh, you know, with the Halloween, it's the season to watch all that shit. Um, I mean, that's one of 
my guilty pleasures is watching stuff like that. I mean, year-round, but on Halloween, I know they throw more content on there because it's Halloween. So, Yeah, I was driving home yesterday from doing some grocery shopping, and as I took, like, the back road to get into my house, and as I'm driving down, I'm watching because my neighbors, for some reason, they're really into Halloween. They're, they got, like, all these decorations on their houses. And as I'm driving, I see like this clown standing standing there but i i swear man because i only glanced at it i swear that it was just another decoration that you know because i was just looking back and forth as i'm driving and then i noticed that this clown is pivoting and churning because it was like almost on the corner to the direction that i was driving you know like constantly staring at me and i'm like what the hell and then i go to line i'm like holy shit i'm like it's a real it's a real kid and a lot of just like, oh, you saw that too. I was just staring at it, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, it's looking at us. Like, and so, say something. And so I, sh- I, we shouted to Junior. Junior, did you see that? And he's like oblivious. He's like listening to his tunes on his iTunes or whatever. He's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, dude, there's a clown just standing out there in the corner. I thought it was like a a lawn decoration, but it's just some kid standing there. And yeah, sure enough, man, we. Uh, Junior wanted to see it so bad that I pulled into a driveway and I turned around and I started driving back. But by the time I drove back, the kid was starting to walk. So I'm like, man, how long has he been just standing there waiting for like the perfect car to pass by so he can creep him out? You remember we did an episode on uh, a couple years back before yeah, the pandemic yeah. on the clown fucking. Yeah, that pandemic where they were just popping up everywhere on ring cams and whatnot. And like people just like walking around and they see clowns and stuff. Like it was, it was like crazy. Like that summer into the fall, and then it just stopped. Yeah, that's how it was. Uh, the movie, the movie it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that movie it. And there was another movie that came out around that time that was shot as kind of like a docu series, where it followed like this clown that you can hire to scare your kid. Yes, yes, and, yeah, and I, then, I, that's right. Yeah, and then that clown would show up at your house scare your kid and be like see because you're a bad kid this um you know like bozo clown would come over to your house and just stare at your house and it was creeping kids out and they made like a docuseries out of it and i i don't know how much of it was real to begin with but uh yeah it was really creeping right i started watching it with junior and he got really creeped out and he's like i don't want to watch it remember that was in florida right it was like a, a warmish weather because supposedly if if it was real, I, I doubt it. It's it probably all made up. But the guy's premise was he's like, this is what I do for a living. He's like, I pass out. I put stickers everywhere and parents call me and tell me, hey, yeah. my kid's being bad. Can you come over here and scare him? I remember yeah. seeing that on something on like the news or something. And I just remember Florida. I'm like, of course, it's always fucking Florida with this weird shit. Like it never fucking fails. Yeah, it was it was really cool, man. Hey, did you hear about that, in Noel, or see that? Not the Dakir series, no. But that sounds funny, man. That sounds cool. That it was called Wrinkles. Clown. Wrinkles yes. the clown. <laughs> Wrinkles the clown. It, it was it was pretty cool. I think it's on Netflix, and it, it's just like this funny and creepy documentary. It's it's kind of like a Blair Witches kind of style where you don't know if it's fake or real kind of thing. And it, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool watching it. Yeah, I mean, staying on the clown thing, I, did you know they they made a game 
uh, Attack of the Killer, Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They made like a a console game for that. You know that, like, right? Right. From the eighties, like I was watching the trailer, it looked pretty real. But I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. I'm like, I don't even remember. I just remember a big tent comes down and these fucking clowns come out in a small town and everybody starts fighting with them. They have to right. shoot them in the nose or something and they die. I don't think I've ever even seen the the, t- oh, the movie dang. or anything. Knowing how you are, do that. I don't think it's gonna hold up. It's like eighties. Yeah, it's got that. Shit. Yeah. It's got a Citizen Kane vibe going off on it. I yeah, don't want to watch that's that. That's an American classic, <laughs> man. You know. I don't want to watch that old shit, man. That's one that deserves to get a 4K remaster, pull out the original <laughs> film, and go cell by cell and master the shit out of it. But um, yeah, I mean that that, so that I saw that the other day, and I'm. No, I think what was so horrifying about Citizen Kane is just the amount of time you waste watching that shit. <laughs> it's like you said, Noah. That you know that uh, what a popcorn flick is. That's not a popcorn flick. That's American cinema at its finest. You guys can't appreciate that shit. You're watching Jason. You got a movie where Jason goes to space and they have 2K, bro. I mean, that does sound good, man. But you know, it doesn't hold up to Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think Jason give Citizen Kane a run for his money. You know? <laughs> Maybe it might be in a. I'll give it this. It might be a top ten, uh, in the in American cinema, not film cinema. But uh, with that being said, uh, we gotta wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow Freeform Network on Twitter at Freeform Network. Send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail dot com. Let us know what you guys think about the the, the Friday the Thirteenth uh, franchise and what do you guys do for Halloween's. Send it all at ffnquestions at gmail.com. Uh, go, don't forget to go to our webpage, freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There you'll see all our links to all the platforms we're on. Some are gone, some are new, some got merged. But if you go to our webpage, everything, every platform that's available uh, that uh, that is up, we'll, it's, it'll let you know what we're available on. YouTube, our standard iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on all the, the major ones. But if you are, whatever platform, like, subscribe, and comment on that because uh, that helps us out immensely. For Freeform Radio, we got Danny. Yes, sir. Go out there, enjoy yourself, and go Bears, man. We're going for a win today. And we got Noel. Hey, thank you for listening. Have a good Halloween. Uh, and just be safe out there. Don't miss out on all the good horror movies coming out this month. <laughs> and it's uh, all good, Andy. We want to thank you for listening. We hope you guys uh, have a good uh, Halloween. And I guess get some good candy and be careful and we'll catch you guys next time. Dad.